yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Real From Day One, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kajanski. Let's get into it. Today, I chop it up with my boy, my longtime friend, Joey Fingers. He tuned in to the last two episodes where I sat down with Ray Cash, and he hit me up like, yo, I loved what you guys did. I loved what you guys were talking about. It took me down memory lane, and I asked him, I said, yo, let's let's chop it up, man. Why don't you share a little bit of your story, some of your childhood, you know, share your side of when you met Ray, and uh, it turned out to be a great conversation. I learned a lot of new stuff that I didn't know about Joey, about his childhood, about how he initially got into the game. He dropped a lot of knowledge. You guys are going to love it. Um, this guy is, in my opinion, you know, Cleveland royalty as far as the music scene's concerned. But let's tune in. Let's go. It's real from day one. Joey! This calls for you to hit that blunt, close your eyes, and imagine me. Hey! Let the light hit me, so the ice gliss. Sit Chris just to spit and form a light Let the light hit me, so the ice gliss. Sit Chris just to spit and form a light mist. Shoes 200, jeans 5, white teeth, fitted Cartier's, but the flow is priceless. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good to hear from you. You too, man. It's, it's been a while. A little, <laughs> it's been a little too long, if I, if I must say so myself, man. I know. I heard the uh, the Ray Cash interview, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I might have to, you know, tell my side. I, I was, you know, first off, though, the whole David Spade comment, you know, that was out of love. <laughs> that was that was out of love. No, you know, that. I loved it. I loved it, man. <laughs> I just I was like, it. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm trying to go in Ray's head right now and kind of picture of like when he was pulling up. Was he kind of like this works or who's who's messing <laughs> with me? Like, what what's the deal right now? Oh, so funny, man. So funny. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. It was just, uh, you know, it was one of those things you I was running my mixtapes around, you know, there was a lot. There was just a lot going on back then, yeah. you know, kind of he told the story just, you know, I think I was in New York running around. And, yeah. Um, it was just like in, in, in those days. I mean, not like it's, it's the same now, but when people saw you like really working hard and really trying to help yourself, they they didn't have a hard time you know, throwing you a bone. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I, the, guy, the guys up at Sony love me because I was playing all their songs on the radio and everything like that. And I was, you know, just supporting what they were doing. Yeah. And um, so when they signed an artist from Cleveland, you know, they immediately hit me up. I just happened to be in New York. So I went to the office. They showed me a bunch of stuff, put me on speakerphone with them. And the funny thing is, the funny little side thing of that story is KP, Quan Prather, like on the spot, he gave me a brand new laptop and he just was telling me about Serato because like Serato hadn't, really came out yet but he so he but he was showing it to me and he's like everyone's gonna need this he, he's like here just take just take this laptop and i was like oh shit so i was like hey i'm in i'll use this one for ray cash i'll dj for him he's like all right yeah, yeah. Up. so um so that was a little backstory of it but but as far as the, the the introduction it's it's like um i remember just like ray does you know like he hit me up like where are you at i just happened to be down the street from where he was yeah which happened to be in you know not the greatest neighborhood in cleveland were you familiar i mean with ray beforehand because to me i was i was not i was just not like, it was just like smacked me in the face out of nowhere it felt like yeah yeah ray stuff i don't think it ever came out before he signed i think it gets kind of happened like how he said but he, he didn't finish it was kind of like you know he had recorded a bunch of stuff and it sounded great yeah you know, and he just kind of knew uh, a couple key people that could show it to a few key people, and they they thought the same thing, especially KP. Yeah. Um. You know, he saw a similarity with 
with artists, successful artists he'd work with in the past, you know, probably specifically like a TI. Yeah. And he just saw that it fit, you know, so he kind of gave Ray a shot. It happened real quick, quick for Ray. It wasn't easy, you know, like, but, um, you know, it, it took, you know, a few trips and, you know, try, you know, record new studio, stuff like that. Just, um, you know, putting Ray on the spot, like here, record something for this guy yeah, and things like that. So Ray stepped up, um, but he didn't have to go the, you know, the, the 25, you know, the pay for opening up at Peabody's and yeah, yeah. You know, this, 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 he didn't really have to do that, but, um, I didn't hear about him before, but then, but then once they showed me his stuff at Sony, yeah, I, I was extremely interested. I was like, I don't care. You know, I was like, at that point I was like, I don't care if he's from Cleveland or not. Like, this is dope. Like I wanted, like, you know, there's like you, like you guys mentioned, they showed me the features. They showed me the plan. They had huge plans. I mean, everything didn't work out perfectly just because stuff, you know, stuff changes, but like, yeah, you know, I was sold. I was sold, put all my eggs in one basket in that basket and was like let's go you know went all over the place had a lot of fun yeah and that's like when when he first hit me you know like when i first really started hearing about his music it was like something hit me because that was not cleveland sound at that moment like there was a lot of like different influences from different cities and different this and everyone was like testing out this swagger and this capping and all this kind of stuff was like which the energy was there but I'm a I'm kind of a hip hop head, you know, like me, I was like, I need the KRS one, I need the woo, I need you know, and we didn't really have a lot of that kind of lyrical content taking place at the time. You know? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean I was um I mean, around that time I mean that was actually bef- a little bit after, but I mean, you know, just even I got hired on one oh seven nine when I was when I just turned nineteen. Yeah. I think I met Ray when I was like 21 or 22 um i had already you know kind of gone to all the mix show power some stuff like that so i i had already kind of been through the through all the new artists and people being like hey here's a new artist check it out yeah and ray definitely hit me for sure you know it wasn't like it wasn't like oh this is dope good luck it was like damn like how can i be involved like this is different you know um it kind of like it was i kind of knew he was one of those artists like off the bat I knew he was one of those artists that um, didn't need didn't need um, commercial yeah commercial promo and stuff like that. The label went there, you know, went their way, you know, made a made a lot of. They just didn't really know Ray. I don't think you know they didn't understand. But I mean, like I see someone now, like for instance, like like a Freddie Gibbs, yeah, or like um, or even like an older artist, like a like um, like a Devin the Dude, but with. And do not like them, but just something like that, where like I always felt you like have Ray to was let them do them. I, yeah, I always felt like he was an artist where it was just like, you know, his stuff was so good and impactful and stuff like that that it didn't matter if he went platinum and sold whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know, he was gonna, you know, he was gonna transcend that and just grow fans and grow fans. Like I get that's Freddie Gibbs is the best example I can I can make. You know what I mean? Just like he didn't need one, he didn't need one album. He didn't need a two album label deal. Like yeah. just good material, consistent, consistent, consistent. You know, but like um I knew he had that talent. So that's that's what I noticed about him at first was I was like, this is different. This isn't some like because at that time it was like fucking pop lock it, drop it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, when he was I mean? so, when he was explaining all that to me, I was just Yeah, so that's where I'm coming that's where I'm coming from, you know. Like it didn't fit into what you know what I mean? Like it was it definitely, I mean, the first track was Fuck America, you know, so it's just like, 
it was definitely off the wall. Like that's crazy. Like you know, towards the uh, like the end of this, the part two I'm gonna put out, I actually put that record in uh, the interview because you want to talk about a record that like was made like 15 years ago that hit like it should be now. Like it's 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 weird that like his mind was always so far advanced that like I, I felt sometimes with like lyricists and like lyrical artists sometimes they don't hit off like they're supposed to because some people like to just listen to music and feel good. They don't really dissect it and um, comprehend a lot of the deep messages and like that fuck America's record. You listen to it now and you go, holy shit. Like this is a record we need right now. Like, yeah, like, um, yeah, Ray, Ray was always, it was always ahead of the game, man. Like um, as far as something like that, as far as mentally, not saying it's ahead of the game, like, oh, I, you know, I was working with this one, whatever, whatever, like, Ahead of the game as far as what he's thinking. Like, even his mentality right now is like, you know, he's he's Ray's, that's one thing I'll say, like, and it, it, I guess it kind of answers what you but like, Ray's seriously probably like the most intelligent person I've ever met. Like, he has like a photographic memory, never writes, never, you know, has written down a verse. I don't think you guys talked about that because he mentioned like. Yeah, he kind of humbly slipped, he kind of humbly slipped that in there. Yeah, no, like, he, he, like, I, I didn't catch it, but like, yeah, because I'm, I, I I heard that he like uh, mentioned a notebook and shit, and I was like, "Shit, I never saw a notebook." Yeah, you know, but yeah, just a very intelligent dude. So for him to to, so I guess what I was saying was for him to, you know, write and record that song, you know, in his head, like that just shows that he wasn't just thinking about like, you know, the club, yeah, and shit like that. You know, he was thinking about bigger stuff. Of course, and that's and that's what I was trying to I was trying to get over to him was like, you know, I I I just was trying to tell him like I hope you don't feel like you didn't do enough in you know that span of your career because what he left with the music and the body of work itself for people that are fans of hip hop and fans of content and fans of people not taking a bar off and actually like coming with it you're ingrained in those people forever you know and 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 I felt not speaking on his behalf but I felt that he he heard that like he almost not needed to hear that again I don't want to speak for him, but just when you have that conversation going where everything's raw and feels right, that is kind of what I felt, not that he needed to hear again, but it was almost like lifted a little bit of weight off of his shoulders. Like my friends say that to me all the time and this and that, but like as an outsider, like, thank you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think any respect like that's always appreciated, you know, no matter where it comes from. So, I mean, it's, it's always, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure it was appreciated because I mean, he, he deserves it for sure. I think they, 100%. it's just like anything else. It's not, it's like when you watch 30 for 30, Yeah, like you just remember it as like, Oh, that guy twisted his ankle or whatever. But then you look at the story like, like, Holy shit. Yeah. And that's kind of what's been transcending so far. Like just right after like uh, part one hit, and I was getting text messages from random people, you know, dudes that were still in high school and they're like, you know, I didn't really, you know, know about Ray, but I'm going into his catalog now and I'm listening to everything. And it's like, that was my goal with this was like, A, I was old enough to kind of live that whole thing and to kind of be around for all of it. But it was so important in time that I don't want the younger generation or even people from our generation to kind of like not put enough weight on the respect of that time period. Yeah, if I could tell them one thing, man, I'd tell them clanging and swinging. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> that's like, that's, um, I'd say that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of, you know, for what I did in my, in my DJ career was just like, um, I always loved putting the pro, you know, putting projects together. Yeah, 
whether it was, you know, to went for MGK, you know, just I, I could like, I didn't want, I, I almost, I almost did it. I almost did it. I almost started the, the, uh, the going off list and everything, but I'm going to hold myself back. <laughs> but yeah, just, just, that's what I was doing for years, you know, mixtapes and EPs and stuff like that. When you went into, you know, when mixtapes were pretty much everything, you know, and it's still launching people's careers now, as far as the mixtape game goes, where like artists can show their personality more. What was it always like your objective when putting together a tape? Was it, you know, I, it was always like kind of what happened with the clanging and swinging, you know, like I just always wanted it to feel like, and it's kind of, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like I, I try to do it with all my mixtapes and everything, but it doesn't always come out. But like you want it to almost feel like just like a lot of albums you could think of, The Chronic or like yeah. Good Kid Mad City or like Illmatic or, you know, all the classic albums were like you could listen to front to back, front to back. And it almost feels like you just, you know, you went through an experience like you do, like watching a, a movie or something. Just everything flows, everything pieces together. There's a beginning, the end and, you know, the ups and downs and just like has the right songs, you know, stuff like that you know, we took the right songs off and everything just, yeah. everything just worked. And I, it, it's just like, um, that, that the clang and swing. And that was, I think that was 2006, you know, I think it was the same year as the album, but just later in the year. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I mean that, that, cause before that it was kind of like all mixtapes. Everyone wanted to do a mixtape. Even that was called a mixtape, but like that got me really interested in like, you know, working with the artists. So that's where, you know, right after that was chip. Yeah. And after that was Corey. And that, you know, and then th as far as Cleveland went, that's where it ended for me. But yeah, um, it, it rolled into the live mixtape stuff because all I all I did, not all I did, but one of the main things I did for, for live mixtapes was just help get the projects all put together, you know, in certain times, not all I did. But no, of course, of course, that that what I learned in in my DJ time, what we were just talking about applied to the next stage of my career you know with, with the live mixtape stuff and just even even sometimes if it was advice are um a lot of it for me too you i hope you remember is like i always was big on the covers and yes stuff like that. yeah yeah, yeah. that's one thing i definitely remember for sure that stuff and you know it all it all applied to other stuff even what i'm doing now in, in merchandising now so you know I'm glad you touched on that because you know you were talking about when you put your projects together you know it was like a beginning to end scenario so your beginnings now, when, like, what was childhood like for you? Were you in, you know, one of those households where it was like education, career oriented, like that's just what was pushed on you or was like your house more of a, a freedom to dream and, you know, think outside the box? Yeah, for sure. Definitely the second one. Um, my parents were very cool, you know, definitely like lower middle class. So like we didn't, um, you know, didn't have a ton of money growing up and stuff like that. But um at the same time, if I was playing baseball or something like that, like, or if I was going to my first day of school, like my parents, like did whatever to make sure, you know, I fit in and things like that. Or I had to, when, I mean, you remember, I even had TPX bats, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. After I had one, or if, you know what I mean? Things like that. So they always make sure they always supported, make sure I had what and I that's, need. And that's so crucial, man. You know, like just the, yeah. the little bit of, you know, if they see that sparkle in a kid's eye, you know, like if you're a parent listening, like put something on that like you know like let them let them dream let them build up you know and if you know in the back of your heart like all right this dude ain't going to the mlb that doesn't mean you can't fuel this passion i mean you were young once you knew what it felt like to step onto the diamond and you know new cleats and stuff like that like i, I just feel that's very vital and like a kids where they feel they can go for the rest of their life you know i think i mean ray touched on i remember when you asked ray the same question it just kind of popped up in my head but like I think even just setting that example, you know, following your own dreams, yep, 
and things like that, you know, and just, and just doing those things for yourself, you know, and just like, but to um, me, that's what I, where I feel like parenting is so crucial because it's not always about monetary. It's not always about the new cleats, the new shoots. Sometimes it's just literally about showing up to the game, you know, or, you know, talk on the drive home talking about like, Hey, remember when you did this next time, let's work on, you know, like it doesn't always even have to yeah. be money. Like it's just the encouragement of it all. And what I was thinking, even when I said that was, um, my mom's always been in the flooring business and my dad's always been in the, you know, in the racehorse business. So my dad always worked at, at Thistledown. So I was always up there working with my dad. And then I, I watched my mom like open her own flooring business, which didn't end up being successful and she ended up moving on. But at the same time, like yeah. watching them, yeah. you know, like they've, they've kind of lived their life the same as I have. Um, you know, as far as just like day by day, you know, and that's, just, really, um, that's really what it's about. That's one of my biggest pushes to everyone. Like, you know, like sometimes I'll come home and do like motivational speaking at like my old high school and different stuff. And like, I always pretty much end with the same sentiment. Like I'd rather be 60 years old sitting on my porch thinking like, man, I went for it. Like I, I might not have peaked. I might not have did this, but I went for it instead of sitting on that porch. Like, yo, like if I was younger, man, I, I, I wish I could have did this. I wish I could have, I wish I could have, I wish like, that's gotta be the worst feeling. And that's what I try to tell these kids now. Like, don't, don't do that to yourself. Like, I'm not saying go out there, be reckless, you know, max your credit cards out and do all that kind of stuff. But if you have a vision, start working on a plan to get that out. Because if you fail, 50 years from now, sitting on the porch like, I went for it and failed feels way better than I should have went for it because I don't know what could have happened. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it is, and that's why, like, I, I'm, I'm one of those weird people who, like, go out of their way to, to try to, I, like, encourage strangers if I see something in them. You know what I mean? Because it's just, like, a lot of it's just, like, what we've been talking about the last five minutes or so is just, like, confidence, you know, believing in yourself. Exactly. And, like, a lot of people aren't lifted up. Like, especially, like, um... You know, especially kids who come from bad environments. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you're you almost fall between the cracks. Exactly. You know, it's because like you, you might take something bad and you might play a sport and you might need that coach to kind of to kind of step in and almost be a parent. Like that, or... Instead, instead, they're screaming at you and then you're going home getting screamed at and you're supposed to be tough because you're like a whatever the case. You're a yeah. four star recruit or you're this, this, yeah. this or are your parents got so much going on that you bitching about school is nothing because you listen to what they're, they're bitching about real shit, you know? So it's like, yeah. One thing I, I didn't struggle with was, was my parents being like, yeah, like you could, you know, like even, I mean, the DJ shit was, was crazy. I mean, yeah. When did music, when did music enter your life? Like during all that, like when did, when did that hit you where you were like, yo, like music is something more than just something in the background. I need to be a part of this. And then DJing became like your voice in it all. Oh man, it's a funny story. So, um, man, I was about fifteen. Tilla, kick drums, Tilla. Um, shout out to Tilla. Yeah, shout out to Tilla. We could talk about Tilla, man, all day. He's a genius. But like, um, you know, he he kind of set up this thing. Him and my friend Brad. Uh, shout out to Brad too. Um, DJing this teen club. You know, they kind of went to the owner of this this restaurant. Like, hey, you know, we could. We do like Friday nights, this, 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 whatever. Now, was that the Phantasm gig? I remember. Yeah, the fan- <laughs> yep. Phantasm. I've known you for too yep. long, man. Go ahead. Yep. The Phantasm. And uh, so we did that for a few years. So for for me, I'm not going to lie. And like, I didn't say this early on, but like now just being an old man, I say it. But, like at first, man, it was all it was all about the money. Yeah. You know, like, it was like, damn, we're DJing for 
three hours every Friday and like girls going crazy, all that stuff, thousand kids every week just going crazy. Yeah. And we're getting paid like two, three times as much what my friend that's like going to work every day after school is making. You know, so for me, it was just like, damn, like this is a quick way to make money. I think when I fell in love with with the DJing and mixing and stuff like that was probably like, man, I think it was it was it was the mixtapes. Like my friend, my uh, neighbor Greg, I spent I'd spend the summers at uh, at my grandma's in Mayfield Heights, and our neighbor Greg um, was really into mixtapes. So he'd give me all the Rad and Quick mixtapes. Okay, um, DJ Loki. There was just a bunch of Cleveland guys who made insane mixtape yeah especially rad and quick you know they it'd be it's super insane tracked yeah they There'd were insane four, five six seven things going at a time just mix super well um so that got me into being like okay like that's the fun part because like the djing for people like yeah it was fun but like it was more like you know like i was looking at it the conventional way like okay maybe one day i'll be a wedding dj or so so that didn't excite me yeah yeah, yeah. Know, i started being like okay well then I locked in. I wanted to be on 107.9. Like I, when I was like a, a senior in high school, I was like, I'm going to be on 107.9. Yeah. You know, and like, and um, so I went really aggressively after that once I met Mick Boogie and DJ G Spot and just kind of, you know, as people say it to like talk shit back in the day, but like I rode their coat, coattails all the way into that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's also very smart, you know, because I, one of my biggest problems is like, uh, I, don't really like to ask for help or like to bombard on people's things when it's moving. And I feel that's kind of been one of my weakest links is like, I know I'm a hard worker and I know I would be an asset to most people's teams, but like getting into this game at the beginning, I was like, well, I, I don't want to bother them. And it was like such a stupid thing, you know? Yeah. It's a tough, it's like a pickle you get yourself into. It's tough, man. I mean, we, we still do it to this day. I mean, there's, you know, there's like, I, I do merch now, you know, and we have a lot of, great clients but you know there will be people who i'll be like man we would work great great together our design yeah you know this 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 it would work great but i'm like i don't know how to approach you know what i so like dude you, you never really outgrow that it's just something that you know um you know it's just it's it's the cleveland in us you yeah, know of it's, course we want to do it ourselves like even now like i have friends that like i'll facetime a lot and talk to and like they'll see me like sweeping the floor at our warehouse or like filling like today I filled like 160 orders like myself. And it's just, like, everybody's always just like, you know, why don't you hire someone? And it's just like, we just are like that. That's why, like, that's why Ray met me on Carlyon because I didn't have you running around mixtapes. Like yeah. other DJs did, you know, like I was doing it myself. Like I was, and I was a bigger DJ than those guys. Yeah. So it's just like I've always been like that. So it's like it's 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 to a fault, man. It's 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 hurt me in like even like my health. You know, like if I'm not feeling well, I won't say shit. You know, like so I mean like you know it's it's good old it's good old stubbornness. It's good old stubbornness. Speaking you know, of health stubbornness. Is know? it true Ray is the one that is guilty for changing your life? As far Ray's as definitely the reason I started <laughs> I mean that's that's a fact. There's no debate. You know, like I could say things and a lot of things on this this uh, show, I may have to put a disclaimer. Like, this is my opinion, my opinion only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Like, we were on the road, and I just didn't realize how boring being on the road was. Like, everyone thinks it's like the most fun shit ever, but it's I mean, not. you're like, you're eating out of gas stations, you're like having to do all kinds of, you know, sit at the radio stage for spot. Because like, I was the DJ, I wasn't the rapper. So yeah. I mean, I was doing a lot of sitting around. There was no Twitter. You know, this is two thousand. You know, four, five, six, seven. You know, so it's just like. I was sitting around, so man, blunt started being rolled. I was like, 
you know, I've, I've stayed away from this my whole life, but you know what? Like, yeah. let me try it out. And then I was like, oh man, my anxiety <laughs> better. Like I'm sleeping better. Like this shit's great. Yeah. And then I started abusing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and no. that's when it all yeah, started. No, but it's his fault. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. It's his fault. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. He was like, it was so funny. Cause yeah, it was so funny. Cause it was like, it was almost like a proud dad moment. And then he kind of like rolled it back. Like. Wait, is that something I should be? Pr- yeah, something I'm proud of. Yeah, he's <laughs> a dick. Ray, you're a dick. <laughs> um, all right, so when you were starting to get into like the mixtape circuit and all that kind of stuff, like um, we don't need to list all that kind of stuff, but like just <laughs> sums that like kind of came out to me, like the the Wu Tang, like the clips, like Ob Trice, like I, were you? I don't know. It was just like when I heard like Ob Trice a few times in like old articles I used to read and stuff like that. I'm like, that's kind of an odd guy to get in with, you know. It was weird. I mean, that that I think I know the article. Like, um, but yeah, there was a. I mean, that was how it was back then. Like, you just we spent a lot of time with the artists, you know. Like it now. Now these guys are in and out. Like, you know, I still have all my radio drops from everyone from Jay Z to to you know Tego Calderon or you know yeah. crazy. You know, I just crazy. Any anyone who came anyone who came through one hundred seven nine to promo. What's up, it's your boy Jay Z, cooling out. Joey Fingers, Z1079, college folk. Yo, what's really good, people? This is Kanye West, and you know me, I'm trying to bring the real hip hop back to the game. You're listening to the one and only Joey Fingers on 107.9. Yeah, that's right, it's your boy Bumby repping UGK for life, free Pip C, rolling with that boy Joey Fingers, and it's getting no more gangster than this, man. 1079. What's up, y'all? It's Beyonce, and right now we're up in the club with Joey Fingers on Z1079. In all the years I was there, everyone that Tilla went and record, we would go to Detroit to, you know, to get drops. A lot of times, in places when they'd skip tours, would skip Cleveland. Or I think a lot of that was just, you know, you like I really clicked with the clips when they first came to Cleveland. You know, I think a lot of it too was, um, I was just like a, like one, I, I had, well, like once you met me, you kind of like, yeah. you remember. So a lot of times it was when they come back. So they come through once they come back. They, and they see just, you and like, there's, oh, there's yeah, they'd be like, hey, you know, stop. And it would always, you know, hey, let's go get some food. Or like, you know, show me, you know, a lot of times the artist DJs would be like, hey, could you bring me around to the mixtape spots? That's how I got to know DJ Drama. Yeah. You know, we were both, you know, just starting and. You know, a lot of t- it's just you just clicked with certain people, you know, so I think, um, you know, it's just just life. You that's know? what I like, that's what I always have, like, loved about you, like, as your your human aspect is like some of the names that just like roll off of like your tongue. Like it was just oh, it was just a quick second in life. But like the people were the top of the top at that point, you know, and to you, it was kind of just like I'm I'm out here doing what I got to do, got to do. And like you didn't even think. And I think that's why. 
you know, me and you have a lot of similarities in that aspect. Is like we just we're here to work. We're here to get things done. We're here to keep it moving. Yeah. We're, not, we're not here to be. Oh my God, you're you know DJ drama or something like that. Um, but so uh, something you shared the other day, which I remembered, but like I didn't remember. Like so, like you and DJ Ace, you know, from Bone Thugs, like. You two are the like the only DJs from Cleveland to ever be in Rap City, like in the basement, right? I mean, does that seem accurate? I'm not. I think I I think there were. I think um, at that time, yeah. I okay. think at that time, for some reason, like um, because you two were the ones that I just remembered. You know, I might not be speaking yeah, the quote yeah, no, accurately, but and then I think I think uh, Mick Boogie ended up being on, and DJ G Spot ended up being on. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. for sure. I think um. Yeah, and like that that shit was fun. Like I, I like my friend Brian sent me that clip and I, I was on there three times, so I still got two more to, to surprise you with. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see that, man. Especially with you know, with like the No Limit Chronicles and everything coming out. Yeah, that, seeing that you was seeing you there crazy. with P, like that was, that was just yeah, that was insane. That was a crazy one. That's something I always remember because like when he pointed out like the I'm glad I found that clip when he pointed out like that I had my mixtape spinning on the turntables. Cause even when we yeah. weren't filming, he was like, Rap City, the bass and big take, Joey Fingers, Master P, Romeo. You see Joey Fingers all uh, marketing that back. Yeah, he's doing it. He, he got his CD spinning. That's what's up. It's Get that there. paper, Joey. <laughs> now, uh, on your TV Promotional show. Promotional only, man. Promo uh, Promotional only. You gotta say that. Promotional only. FBI, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get my name out there. He was like, yo, man, like, he's like, he just was giving me like so many props for that. But and, that's like, how just, his mind works. You know, like, I mean, that was only a couple years after. I mean, I was like 19 there, maybe 20. And I mean, kind of like I put in the post, like, dude, like for high school for me was like cash money, no limit. Yep. You know, UGK, all that stuff. So Master P was like, I mean, dude, like it was Master P. So I mean, yeah. I remember when they, when they told me like that morning, you know, who I was filming with. Like, I didn't even read, like, Lil' Romeo. No disrespect to Lil' Romeo, but I just saw Masterpiece, you know, and I just was like, oh, shit. But that's, yeah, like, but that's what I, I took away from the moment, just because I'm a little more intricate. Like, I look for small details and stuff, and when you put that clip out and P's, like, commenting on your tape spinning out in the, the record, I was just like, yo, like, that's how P's mind works. It's like, he almost is someone like, yo, I'm going back downtown telling our DJs because he, to me, he was the first person when his artists were dropping an album. You open it. Yeah, he saw it the same way we did. Not to interrupt you, but like kind of like, yo, like you could be scratching right now. Like we talked about it in the break, I yes. remember. Because he was like, you could be scratching right now, but what's that going to do? I was like, exactly. I yeah. was like, I could care less about standing here scratching. You know, like, so he, he was really like, yo, like, that was smart. Yeah, and P was, P was the first one that, like, you open up the inside of the CD covers and used to be all thank yous, blah, 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 blah. But no, his was, like, every single album that was coming soon. And what I loved about yeah. that He's is a genius. He, he even admitted, like, most of those albums weren't even started yet. But I knew they were going to come, and I had to grab the fans while we had them. Yeah, that's why there, there will always be, like, room for hustlers, like, anywhere. I mean, even in, like today's thing with like that's something like when everyone was really talking about like you know when the with covid and everything about like oh we we have no hope about this and it's just like man like human ingenuity if that's the word like you know human the you know the hustle in people is just like that'll always win man you know that's like one thing i've seen in everything and i've even seen with people i even see i'm like reminded of it like every few months like people who work harder than everybody else and aren't stupid yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. You work harder than everybody else, and you're and you're an intelligent person. You're work you're working in the right angles. Like 
yeah. good stuff will happen. Like it, that's just how it works. You may have five bad years or something, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's, but, but it always breaks. Like, you know, the ice always breaks into like do, great stuff happening. And that's kind of like where I am at, like, you know, in my life right now is like, I've been working, working, working. And for so long, I'm just like, why is something not popping? Why is it not popping? Why is it not popping? And then the years start to slowly go by. And I realize people's circles are like getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then here's me where it's like, I can hit up someone like you, I can hit up someone like EV, I can hit up certain people. And they know that like, my energy has never changed. Like, it's never, what can I do for you? Or what it was like, just on a person to person, like, hey, I got your back. Let me know if there's any way I could ever help you. And I felt like that's kind of what's led me to this. Hey, the hey, the five star tr- street team you led was star studded, man. You, you, Doughboy, Rip Flames, like that. That was a street team, and we we should have done a a, a street team mixtape back then. And- I'm I'm telling you, man. Like, but but that was like that's like where I kind of saw it was like where did I fit in? Like, I knew like nobody needed another artist, you know, but what I saw was like an opening of like, all right, well, there's not really a lot of distribution and fly, you know, like the promotion just seemed like, let's just slap it together. The name's going to do the rest of it, you know? And I feel like that's when that whole five-star thing kind of came together. Cause it was like, yo, just be the best freaking DJ. You can be, you just be the best artist you can be. And guess what? Now Mike has a lane to get his foot in the door and get the flyers out at night and the t-shirts and the stickers and everything. Because that, that was doing me a favor because when I was getting out all your guys' stickers for the Corey Bapes era and you know, the clanging and swinging, like going out there and doing all that stuff for you secretly, I'm like, oh, these are where these guys go to do this and this and that. So then when I went to work on my projects, they were all like, oh, well, if you bring Joey's and EV's and everybody's stuff in here, yeah, we'll put your flyers down here too. And it was like, I knew I wasn't taken away from your guys' brand because I never marketed it as, yo, I'm attached to Joey or any of this. It always was, hey, we know Mike's a hard worker. I know this isn't attached to Ray and attached to Chip and this and that, but I know whatever he does, he's putting his ass into. And here, put your flyers there too, you know? Yeah, it was like, it worked both ways, man. I mean, the, 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 the you know, like, no one could ever doubt, like, even with you, man, like, you're the type of person where, like, if I was, if I was, like, let's say you were the DJ, I was a rap, whatever. Like, I would, if I went to do a show, I'd give you my wallet, my phone, my keys. Yeah. You know, like, like no one's ever had, like, your, my trust for you, all this stuff and everybody's and through your work ethic and just your character is like, you know, you can't even question that. And it's just, you, you what you were saying kind of is like, you know, or what I see from it is like, that's what, that's why you're successful now. And that's why people listen to you and things like that is because you, you've, you've gotten your hands dirty. It's like you, you graduated from like school of hard knocks. You know, it's like you've you went to school like that means a lot, man, because you've you earned know. you've earned it like from doing those things, you know, from like from because that's how you learned it. And that's that's where the the like what I went with, what, by it went both ways is, you know, the cosigns, the like, you know, people saying, oh, yeah, you're using you're you're going to hire Mike. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that dude, as much as you, you know, just whatever the, the case was. And just, that's kind of um, like surreal like not to be like lame or nothing like that but like to kind of like have this conversation with you now because like i almost felt like there was moment you know like 10 12 years ago when you were kind of in this transitioning phase where you you knew what you did you didn't need to explain it to anybody but i felt like me and you had some heart to hearts of like dude do you not understand like just like i had a talk with ray like you without really knowing it have changed and touched so many people's lives in like this city just a little like me like I can honestly sit here and say, like, if it wasn't for a sincere 
or a Quincy or you and Tilla, like literally giving this random dude that just kind of popped out of nowhere and was like the second only little white boy in the venue, you know, like hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a shot to like just even prove himself, like not even on some like, you know, hey, you're like you're part of the crew, but just kind of like, hey, we know this kid's always going to be there. Nah, you did you did it the right way. You that, did it the right way, but man, that's, for sure. But just that little bit of acknowledgement from you guys is what three, four years later put me in a car with a $500 in my pocket, driving across the country, sleeping on the floor for four months, working five jobs at once, putting myself in my own apartment eventually. Yeah, like, I, hope it, I hope it was what we talked about earlier, like the encouragement, you know, yeah. like I hope, like I, I, I just, I remember just always, like you said, always being really honest because like, I mean, I definitely went through that stage. I mean, I remember borrowing those speakers from you when I was just trying to like sneak in like one last DJ gig, yeah. you know, to make a few hundred more bucks before I, called it quits you know and yeah. it's just like uh you know it's um it's been crazy and it's, it's like stuff crazy. like I mean, that way like, I, I would never like tell you this but like i didn't really have speakers i went out and spent my own money to rent them for you i would have never no told you that but that's just the kind of dude yeah, i was because <laughs> i've like, done the same thing because I mean? to I've me it. it's like that that 125 bucks which was a lot of money to me back then but to me it solidified more of what i thought of you as a human being not the dj not the things you've done but like as a person i knew that if five years from now if i needed a favor that it was solidified like it was okay he's got my back i got his back and yeah. th that's just how I've always operate. Like, why do I have to be the forefront? Why do I have to be the successful one? Like, there's enough for everybody to win. But guess what? Being a good person is more important than any of that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's it's you gotta you gotta look yourself in the mirror, you know. So it's like, I mean, even in your in you still being around and still being in the game, still being successful is 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 a testament to that because I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, the people who have like come and gone. I mean. It's crazy. I mean, that's why I'm so grateful for um, being able to land on my feet with live mixtapes. Yeah. Was because, you know, Dan started live mixtapes. Um, yeah. You know, he was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's making money, you know. So Dan was like, hey, you know, there's some room for you. You know, that's when he hired me, Passion, and uh, me, Peshtilla. Shout out um, to Pesh, man. I haven't talked to Pesh in a long time. You know, all time. the guys that, you know. I was always great, real good friends with Coach K, you mm -hmm. know, kept kept great relationships with all my label contacts and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like those relationships transitioned into live mixtapes and then those same relationships transition transitioned into TSO merch, which is yeah. what I head up now. We do, you know, merch for a ton of people do. Um, I mean, uh, work a lot with Tilla on yeah. that you know, Tilla's killing you know just graphics content. So there's just so much that's going with that with so many dope clients yeah. and a lot of the stuff I'm doing is from relationships I made during, I guess that's what I've been getting at this whole time. A lot of stuff I still do this to the, still do to this day is from re relationships that I made, you know, when I was 19, 20, 21. That's, I, that's one thing I always try to hammer home, you know, I'm like this, cause like this podcast started, I was like a, a motivational get out of your own head, like realize that like just your neighborhood is not the only thing you're capable of doing. You can get outside of it. And that's something that I always want to hit home is like, relationships are important man and i feel like a lot of the young kids not even they're just number music. they're number one man they're yeah. not and I, i've had my times i mean i know i keep interrupting you but like I, i've had i mean you have bad years you have my bad months i mean there's been times where i have told someone to fuck off but then i made sure that i mended that relationship exactly you know like i i did whatever i had to do you know there's a few there's still a few there's still a couple because it's just the business is tough yeah, you know but it like, is 
you know, even, um, you know, me and Mick, Mick Boogie, my best friend, mentor, everything during that time, we fell out a little bit, Yeah, you know, and then I, I had to, you know, like it was, it was like my life to do list. Like if I, you know, if I would have never amended that, you know, it didn't feel right. So it's like relationships are everything, man. It should, especially reputation. It is. 100%. Um, it, it may be, I mean, I, it's different now. I mean, that's one thing I'll say as a disclaimer for like this whole interview is like, yeah, we were doing shit in a little bit different of a time. Yes. Like we were doing shit when like people actually talked and the streets actually talked and you know what I mean? Things like that. It wasn't Twitter. It wasn't Instagram. It's like, it was people weren't creating albums, face. not even being in the studio together, sending stuff, across even the, the reputation side, even of like, you know, you couldn't, the way people talk now, I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Tough Guy, no, but like, no, no. you know, people got loose lips now. It's just like, you know, like, it's, um, you know, you had to do what you you couldn't, you know, you had to do what you say. You said you were going to do, and it was just more, your rep, it seemed like your real reputation was more yeah. important back then. Now there's obviously the, now there's obviously the gray area of the online reputation and the real one, but like, the you Twitter, know, the Twitter the Tough ones. Guys. Yeah. And then plus, I think another thing is what we touched back earlier. I think we were uh, and a lot of it. And me and Ray always talk about this. Like a lot of it just comes down to how you were raised. Agreed. Like me and you were raised, right? We were raised to shake people's hand, look them in the eye. We learned to do, you know, so it's just like, that's cute. That's more, that's bigger than anything we can kind of yeah bring up is just like, that's how we were raised. And it's just like, even with, even now it's, it, we, we live in the same city. It's like, it's tough living in LA and being a, being a you first type of person it, it it ends up it ends up fucking us in a lot of ways yeah, they, you know? it, so it eats you like, alive man like the, the people out here like they 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 almost like blood in the water and the sharks are just swimming they're like oh he's a good guy let's take advantage of that you know yeah especially i mean it, it's it's crazy so like where the game was and kind of like where it is today like let's just unwrap this real quick like what if if joey was now getting into the dj world which it just seems insane to me. There's just so much of it. Saturation is everywhere. Like, not necessarily um, today's um, DJ, where it's like you know, you know, creating all these live shows, and it's like it becomes this like festival type vibe. But like someone on the mixtape type circuit, you know, like the live mixtapes, searching DJs and stuff. Like, what kind of advice? Since you guys do deal with, you know, Tiller's got all the illustrations going, and you guys got the merch going. Like, how would a DJ that has maybe a really solid artist and a collection of people and putting a tape together, like how did they approach the game now with it being so different? It's a tough answer. Cause I mean, it's just like anything, there's no rules type of situation. Everything's always changing, but like, I'd say I, I'd, I'd probably tell them the basics. I wouldn't give them like a game plan. Like, Oh, do this first, do that first. I would just say like, just make sure you're, you're, make sure everything's clear make sure like the vision is clear like if if um you know i me and till always use the same kind of analogy like we kind of like uh we kind of say like when we kind of come across somebody or something we kind of see like we put them to like the test of like if they could if we could like make like a a video game or like a a, a little like gi joe figurine or something yeah. like would you be able to like put that person make them a figurine and then have like the two accessories yeah. you know like and and if you could do that and all that stuff, then it's clear. You just have to be so clear. I guess that's what I would tell. I don't know if they, if someone would even get it. So I probably would go with the like, be yourself or something stupid. But like, I would just tell them like, man, just go hard. Like, like what make like kind of like all those generic ones. Like, what makes you different? Like, what what why does the music see, why does the music scene need you? And that's kind of that's what I learned from you like guys. You that's what I learned from you guys fifteen years ago was the authenticity of it. And something uh, I actually think it was you, man. So I'll give you a little tap on the back. But you, <laughs> you said something along the lines that like 
kind of changed my whole thinking going forward was like if you're an artist oh shit oh shit this is I'm, big bro. i'm scared no if, I'm if, if, if you're an artist like the ultimate goal is you should be able to be a halloween costume now what do i mean by that is yeah, same type of thing. Your, yeah. yeah, your brand should literally be so solid and like significant that someone could go out on Halloween dressed up trying to be you and someone could be like, oh, yo, you're like so-and-so. Like that's literally how clear and on point and brand efficient you have to be. Yeah, and that, that's how I feel. And I feel that's like the commercial view, but I feel like if you're an exception, yeah, then, 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 then the question's answered. Exactly. If you can't really make yourself in a Halloween costume because you're so authentic and it's really just your words and this, then, then that's fine too. Then you're an exception. Yep. But I definitely feel like that's for like 95% of the people like, and even if it doesn't, even if it isn't that clear to everybody else, as long as it's that clear to them, because a lot of it comes down to choices. Like, what am I going to say in this radio interview? What if like, you can't be all over the place. Exactly. People just like start rolling their eyes. Now, is there anyone you know, like, so I mean, I, I don't want to like have any conflict of interest or anything with, you know, all your guys' careers and stuff you guys got going on over there. But are there any young cats that like you, you like right now that like you kind of, you know, want to bring a little bit of voice to, you know, as far as some cats you might be working with or. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of them that I would name aren't coming to mind just cause they're people I've seen like recently. I know Brian, Brian sends me like email lists all the time. I just like people who are popping up and there's, there's a, there's a. There's a crazy amount of dope shit, crazy amount of talent out there right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm boring, man. I mean, I'm like, I mean, it's kind of funny just being my age and everything. But dude, I, st- I'm still I listening. You, to you, like, you talk like you're like 55 uh, or something. Ah, uh, dude. The late, <laughs> I mean, the, I guess because you started so young. 30s, you yeah, know? I guess you because you started so young and feels that way. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I guess like I was, I've been listening to like 42 Doug. Okay. You know, I've still listened to the little babies, you know, from months ago. Like I, I I'm I'm a basic bitch. I'm man. no, I'm 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 a I'm a super kind of old head too, man. You know, it's like I don't think I've listened to the radio in like 15 years. I do like listening to the radio, See, not gonna I, lie. I can't I can't do it, man, cuz it's just like a lot of the stuff that I don't want to say I don't mess with a lot of stuff that's out right now, but I'm I'm just different, you know, like I'm still a, like a J. Cole head, you know, like I was a Mac, yeah. I was a Mac Miller guy. Kendrick, I'm a like, podcast guy now. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, it's just. You are saying that in the right place, yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I am, man. I, I really, I'm not even lying with that one. I, 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 I'm digging your, I really, I'm a, I, 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 I'm into hockey. I like hockey. So I, I like this podcast called Spitting Chicklets. Okay. It's funny as hell. Um, yeah, I, I dig a lot of these podcasts that are out right now man it was funny like what you do what you just said the comment about the age thing because that's that's how i do feel man you know just being it's wild man. i mean i was 19 like the prime of my stuff was before 25 you know when I, by that's the time crazy. i was 25 i was on my way out so it's like it feels like my college days yeah you know like yeah. it feels like how a lot of people like are like but like the what we it was those times were really you know, really crazy. And it's just, I, 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 the reason I brought that back up was like, I fell between like the generations, you know, like I always, you know, paid so much homage to like Mick, G spot, scratch master L Chicago, you know, just all the guys that were before me. I was like by myself in my generation, you know, and then the guys that came after the, you know, the EVs and stuff like that. And it's just like, um, you know, even Steph was a little, you know, when Steph came in, I was, when he came in the league crew and stuff like I was, on my way, you know, out. It's just like, uh, it does feel weird sometimes because I don't have like a, like, I, I was like, um, you know, too, too, too young for that yeah. stuff, but too, too old for like, by the time like the lace up movement came along, yeah. I was, I was already here with you. You know, we were in California, but, yeah. you know, so like, um, 
yeah, you know, it does feel like ages ago, man. Yeah, that's, feels like that's something that ago. I like. I just always love kind of telling people that story. They're like, yo, you were part of the Cleveland during like, you know, the height of this and that. And I go, yeah, you know, I was. But like literally like four months after I left, that's when Machine Gun blew up like crazy and here's mike in la trying to set roots already and i missed that whole wave and the whole buzz and it was like i was spending like the last eight years like rubbing shoulders with everyone doing everything and then it's like the yeah. second i left you know one of like the closest people to me at that time i mean we weren't like best friends or nothing like that but we had so many mutual friends and i felt like a respect for each other you sharing the same stage certain nights and everything and it's like i left because i thought i needed to in order to like get this edge and then someone I was on stages with and doing stuff just boom took off. And I'm like, that's kind of how the way that's how my life works. It's just kind of like Oh man. You know. But it's it's a hey, pros and cons. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it's it, you know, just just uh you got to see the fun part, you know. You got you got to see the fun part, man. It got real messy after you know that once it It really is. And it's like I just wish I wish someone, you know, I'm Maybe that someone isn't, or maybe that's something we need to have a discussion about. I guess I'll say it because I'm saying it here, so it's copywritten here. It's like maybe that's something we need to think about, man. Like dive in with someone and really document that time period, man. Because that's was... crazy. I've, I've talked about it with Tilla because me and Tilla, like, you know, we, we just work so hard and sacrifice so much. I mean, just the random stories that, like, I can't even share, it's you know, crazy. just crazy stuff, just even the with the powers that be at the time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it was like, th there were times where, you know, there were some crazy times, man. Like it was, it was, there was a lot of dangerous fucking shit went down. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot, it, it was crazy. So, I mean, the other thing means what I was meant to say right there was me and Tilla talk about that because it's like, it's all about who, it's just like anything in life. It's all about who tells the story, you know? Exactly. So it's just like, if we let someone tell the story, like you never know, maybe there was no kick drums. Maybe there was no Joey fingers. Exactly. You know, right. So it's just like, you know, we've always been like, man, should we, you know, should we facilitate that just so we can make sure the story is told the right way? Accurately. Exactly. Like also at the same time, you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not delusional. So we know it would be for a small audience, you yeah. know, so it, it would have to be something we did out of love because, uh, you know. And that's kind of the thing, like, I'm, you know, you know, me, Cleveland is like my heart will always be my heart. But realistically, like something I kind of took from Ray, like when he was talking again, I don't want to speak for him. But like just the feeling I got was like Cleveland's different, you know, like we're sitting here reliving these moments and everything. But like Cleveland just keeps it moving, man. Like they just they don't want to hear it. Keep it moving. You know, like it's such a hard freaking city man you know that it's just like i stopped trying to figure out cleveland it's it's the same it's everything so relative it's i mean frustrating i i follow i follow about half my twitter is la half my california west coast and half my twitter is cleveland and it's the same stuff with just instead of cleveland it says san francisco or it says oakland or it says la it's like it's all the same problems you know it's all the same you know um doggy dog shit with the crab with a little bit of crabs in a bucket you know what i mean exactly. it's just like we it's, want it's, you to do good, but not better than us, but better than yeah, us it's, enough it's, it's to help us up. It's always fucked up. Yeah, and then, you know, like, yeah, it's it's a tough business, man. It's a super tough business. It's it's one of those only, it's one of the only businesses where in one city there can only be like a few. I mean, imagine if LA only had like two or three realtors. Like, they'd be making 20 billion a year or yeah, something. You know? I, mean, I don't know what the, you know, no, but like, I mean, it'd probably be close to that, man. It, it, or if there were like 10 dentists or something, there can't be, you know, but it's just like it's supply and demand stuff. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's only there's only so much music that Cleveland can ingest and they can fit on the radio or they can fit in the club. So it's just like, you know, you have to do your thing. You have to what you guys talked about with the Ray. You know, there's yep. stuff you have to do. You have to nothing's guaranteed. It's not like, oh, if you do this, you're going to pop. It's like, no, you have to fucking, you know, invest. You have to bet on yourself. 
take those risks and, and something can shake for sure. If you, if you don't do, if you don't, you know, do stupid shit and yeah. or if it doesn't suck or whatever the case, you know? So, um, but, at the, but still you could be super talented and still not catch that break. It's a messed up business. Yeah, like I, it's, it's I'm wild, the worst man. person. Like I know your podcast has, podcast has like a, a motivational tone to it, but that's one thing, man. It's like, if you want to, you know, if people are like getting into music and stuff like that, man, just like, just be willing to roll the dice. Cause it's, there's no guarantees, but at, but at the same time, like the, the reward is unreal. Joey fingers. Yes, sir. Check me out. Look, 26 inches. Bitch was sitting crooked. Old school Chevy faster than the silver bullet. Strawberry paint. Seeds vanilla pudding. Two bitches going need each other. Chop sent the car to the barbershop. My driveway looks something like a parking lot. I'm so unorthodox. I got your bitch riding my dick with no shocks. Bounce, bitch. Bounce, bounce. <laughs> I'm the hottest shit jumping out the coffee pot. Man, I'm just trying to get my spot like a coke dot. Lil Kush make my eyes and my shoulders drop. Lil Serb and I can make a soda pop. Keep talking and I can make my soldiers pop. Real niggas with me riding to the motor stop. I got these soul straight living out of soap op. I got it covered like a coat top. Okay. Always strapped when I hit the club. Niggas give me dap. Bitches give me hooks. And since I'm paid, niggas be mugging me. You know I'm mugging back. Niggas be mugging me. You know I'm always strapped. When I hit the club, niggas give me dap, bitches give me hooks, and since I'm paid, bitches be loving me, they know I love them back, bitches be loving me. One thing I always like to hit home too is like sometimes people get so caught up in plan A, plan A, plan A, plan A. Like sometimes plan B and plan C is like just as fulfilling and just as dope. Like I've known some people that wanted to be artists, 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 artists. Then they started making beats for themselves, beats for themselves. The next thing you know, their beats were the things that got recognized and the beats is what yeah. took them to where they needed to go. And sometimes like I've met some of the most talented people that could have been one of the best producers out there. It could have been this, but their ego was so big they couldn't get out of their own way because I'm this and that's it. And like, yeah, it's all it's always fear, man. Yeah, it's, it, it it all comes from fear. It you does. know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to pinpoint. You know, without being a psychologist and spending a lot of time with each one of those people. But like, yeah, it's fear, man. People conquer it. Like I know, like shoot, even like Kells. I mean, I know yeah. he's went through hell. He's went through hell to get where he's at. He is. I, you I, I tell so you what, just, man. Like not on some fanboy stuff because like we're from the same areas, but like. I'm so proud of him, man. Like, you know, when he was first coming out and that kind of middle period where you could tell he was still kind of figuring himself out a little bit and like where he is now, it's like, I feel like we're getting the most purest version of Kells again, man. It's like, I'm excited to see what the future holds for him, man. Yeah, it's always it's always dope, dope watching what he does, man, for sure. Yeah. But speaking of, you know, like now and like the world being like a different place and things are just continuing to change, like what... You know, what would you say, not just to like to that DJ, not to like that rapper or music invited, like just people in general, like people that are, that feel like they're trapped. Cause like, that's another thing, like back home in Cleveland, like, I don't know how you feel, but when I go home, I always get hit with like, oh, Mike's Hollywood now, or Mike's this or Mike's. And it's like, no, like I just realized that I didn't have to stay in Cleveland and stay Cleveland minded. And like my city limits were the only things like, 
what would you say to those kids that like maybe coming from a household where parents aren't that supportive and like, oh, you think you're going to go live in Columbus, Ohio one day, or you think you're going to do this? Like how, what kind of advice could you give to people like that of like, yo, focus, like stack stuff together, like put things in, like, what would you want to say to someone like that? Mm, that's a good question, man. I've been trying, I've been thinking about the whole time you've asked, um, man, I'd say just, just whatever you do, like, it's kind of two part, I guess I'd say whatever you do decide and whatever a hundred percent confident in. Yeah. Just go as hard as possible. You know, like it's just like all the movies you, you watch and all just like, you know, 50 percent of the books you'd read or 50 percent of the movies you watch. It's, it's that type of story. you got to risk everything. Yep. You know, you have to you have to do it. But at the at the at this, the other part of that question is, you know, um, you know, do what's right. You know, like as far as like, you know, don't don't, you know, use that attitude to, you know, cut corners and stuff like that, because it's like, oh, I want it more. So I'm going to fuck this person over. And it's like. You know, do it the right way. You know, yeah. if you have to have it, if you, if there's nothing wrong with, I'd rather, trust me, if I'm a music executive and an artist comes to me that has a crazy project and this, 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 and he paid for it from working at Best Buy, yep. I'm going to sign that kid over the kid that's like, yeah, like I've been finessing and this, this, this. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, I agree. You know, like have fun. I you agree. know, it's just because like after that. you hand them what they've been wanting, there's one of those people are going to put in the immense amount of work that it takes while the other one's going to feel like I made it already, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's even just the, the attitude. So I guess like what I'm saying with that for advice is just like, you know, don't be afraid to take your time. Like, don't be like, okay, I need to not go to school or I need to, you know, spend my last X amount to do this. Like, you know, be patient, be like, okay, you know what? Maybe if I get a job during this time, I can pay for this. And this kind of goes when you and Ray were making funny about how I'm always just logical. About <laughs> like I'm just giving the logical answer, you know yeah, what I mean? But like, no, but that's get but that that's job, stack up that money. Like you got to, you got to, like you got to put out content. Like that's not free. You got to put out. You know, it's just like yeah. So just set yourself up. It, whatever the goal is, even if it's not music, even if you want to start a business. Like set yourself up for success, you know. And just like because looking back sucks, you know. Like I've done a lot of stuff where it was premature, and you know, like it. It didn't work out because I wasn't ready for it. So make sure you're ready. Exactly. And then fucking hit the gas like as hard as you can. Cause like that's one thing I'll say, even with, with my old man attitude that keeps coming out, like, you know, like it's just shit goes quick. So it's just like if you want to do something, do it while you still want to do it, even. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, just exactly. like just like get to it. Just get to it, man. There's nothing wrong with having nine dreams or like twenty five dreams. You and know, that's, it's just that's like, one of the things where I want people. I want people to recognize that too is like it's not always the the end game man like enjoy the freaking journey like enjoy that first time you get your first microphone first time For you get sure, your keyboard man. Like, like all that stuff's way more fun than like man all all that stuff is like man I I'm a big believer in that man like sometimes getting that payout or whatever that shit lasts last you know it's kind of like being a kid it's kind of like i don't want to get you in trouble you know with your with your girl but it's kind of like being a kid when you're like in high school or something and you think you're in love with the girl and you know, you hook up or whatever the case, and you're like, I don't, I don't even like her anymore. I'm, I'm good because you know, me, so me and Amanda, like, me and Amanda became official after high school. So, I'm, I'm good. oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, she don't got, she don't got to know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, that might have been a horrible analogy, but it's just kind of like sometimes it just, it just might, you might, it, it might not be what you expect. So enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the, the when I've been the, fortunate the enough, part. when I've been fortunate enough to been in like these big studio sessions and everything, it's like I, I'm sure this has got to hit home for you, but like. I feel like the first like hour is people trying to set the vibe of how their basement studio was. 
And I'm like, you're in this million, kajillion yeah. dollar freaking studio. Well, and, especially with rap. Especially with rap. Yeah, and your whole vibe is like, how do we dumb this down so it feels like I'm in my mom's basement again? You know, like, that's such an authentic and, like, great feeling I love, man. Like, that's another yeah. thing, man. Like, that would be a really cool documentary, too, is, like, everyone that's kind of, like, reached a certain level. Like, to go back to the beginnings, like, that basement where they recorded for the first time and, like, really show, like, yo, that first mixtape where you thought I was the man, it was done in this closet, in my mom's, yeah. you know, like, that would be kind of cool. That's always a story, man. That's yeah. always a story. It is. No, that is, that is cool. Or even you could, we could open one, you know, a studio. Uh, uh, a studio just called the basement or something yeah. just well, have like, like telling, little like i was telling ray too even like when artists are done like i feel like there needs to be another outlet where it's not just oh you can go to reality tv now like there, there needs to yeah. be a something where it's like yo just because you're not on the charts like people still think you're dope people still want to see a version of you that's not this heightened reality throw this candle at her and you know like kind yeah. of crap you know yeah, it's 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 low. It's a very loaded topic. It's something like I I heard you guys say it. And I've been thinking about it. You know, it's definitely something kind of like Ray said. It's just like a lot of people wouldn't be yeah, their mind wouldn't be ready for something like that. But like um, you know, even like I think he might even even met it by the artist. But I mean it even by public as far as people supporting it. It's it's kind of like even like I'm I'm one of those people where like I'm I'm trying to get like mental health yeah. care into music. Yeah, you know what I mean, I like, agree. It's like I think we got to kind of start there, which is just like like um preventing preventing that almost preventing that breakdown well that's what you know, I, that's why i feel like, society we need to figure this out because i hate you know like when ray was slowing down and just kind of like building a family and doing all that kind of stuff like yes ray made some dough but like ray still has a family ray still needs to provide and if, as a society if if someone was to go get their oil change and ray was like the manager or the ceo of that oil change place you know there's people that are just like Oh, that's that's him. yeah for sure. I mean, even even as a local DJ, like I struggle with it, man. Like I I was like working for my uncle. Like after I stopped DJing, like my buddy Slim was just like, "Hey, man, you want to make some money?" Slim, what's um, up, Slim? Yeah, shout out to Slim. You know, so he kind of like it ended up being a family member of mine. Yeah, and I was you know working for them a little bit, and I felt the same way because like I'd have to go to um to restaurants because it was like a you know we would get their fruit and pro order their fruit and produce. I did it for like a summer. Yeah, and I was like, fuck this. But to make a long story short, it just like, you know, it's just something that, you know, like I kind of had to do. I yeah. kind of, you know, what's funny. I just totally like went down memory lane right there. I just totally forgot what I was saying. But yeah, that was crazy. No, it, I mean, but those are the moments of life that like mean the most, man. It makes you appreciate like where you're at and what you're doing now. Um, but I just want to I just want to thank you, man. I mean, we haven't it's been way too long since we actually chopped it up. Um, I know you became like a pro golfer and stuff, and you you said, "Oh you're gonna, yeah, you didn't even talk about that, man." Well, that's because thousand dollars, thousand dollars a hole. Who wants to just uh, DM Mike Kajanski at Gmail? I no, told you, I told you, I just got you know my clubs. You know, I bought my first set of clubs. Like I was using my dad's ones from Kmart and stuff, and it was just all bad. So I went and got my own clubs. I'm gonna start hitting the, the driving range in. You know, in like eleven years, I'm ready, Joe. I mean, you know. oh, dude, dude, <laughs> man, no, I, hey. That's one thing I'm proud of. The legend of Joey Fing as a golfer is is <laughs> might be bigger than the legend. Well, of listen, DJ, man. You know, you know so. I'm I'm a baseball guy, and they canceled my baseball season this year. So I excuses, had to, excuses. Are you, I, listen, are you excuses? No, are I'm, you try, about to say I'm oh, trying to let you know that when I do get out there and the ball starts going 300 yards consistently on the drive, I want well, you I know to know what's funny though. I'm 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 not kidding. You're you are the type of person who would get good in like. A few months. I'm telling you, that's all, that's all I got to do is this. If I can so figure out. So I actually out, better be quiet. I better be quiet. 
but but the thing is too i love how you like thousand dollar a hole like i love that you didn't address that towards me because you know i don't gamble with money like i, nah, I keep there's that. a few people they they know who i'm <laughs> talking about there's a few people who won't you know they they they're, they're scared but that's just a little subliminal you know just hey just like what what would that be like a, a kia sophia uh, for eighteen, what's eighteen thousand nowadays? Like, yeah, exactly. Nissan man. Leaf, yeah. Nissan Leaf per round. Or but yeah, man, I just, I, I thank you so much, man. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to sit down and have this talk. Uh, uh, we definitely will, man. That we'll, we'll, I want to get, uh, I want to get Tilla and Alex on here for you, man. The kick drums have a lot to. Uh, they probably have some, some good stuff. No, to talk definitely, about man. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, bring them on and even maybe try to get all three of you guys at the same time and just kind of go down memory lane a little bit and share the past and where everything's at. Oh, that would be fun, man. That would be fun for real. So even like, man, us if we get Ray on there too, we'll just do a, we'll do a conference call. That would we would be crying. No, man. As as like, like I said, you're the, you're the connect. Make it happen, man. Let's do it. Dude, it could we could do a comedy one, man. Like when we get together, it, just, it gets pretty crazy. I so. believe it, man. I, I I believe it, but but thank you for thanks you for, thanks for uh talking to me, man. Like no, definitely, um, man. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to you know shout out anybody? You know, like you want to shout out the company? You know, where people can check out what you guys got going on? Actually, you know what? Just just don't follow nothing, man. You know what you guys should do instead <laughs> of following me, instead of me giving shout outs, I want you guys to take two or three deep breaths and just enjoy your day. And, you know, maybe a uh, pet, a puppy or like, you know, Amen walk an old lady across the street or something See, and, you know, feel good about yourself. That's why, that's why I mess with you, Joey, man, because you know, we don't, we don't <laughs> need I'm able to follow. bullshit my way out of what no, I No, because we don't, I, we don't need an extra follower. We'd rather you go out into the world yeah, and not be know, a dickhead. That's, yeah, that's what you we're know, hoping like for. I, you know, I was going to say to follow me, but if they do, they'll, you know, people are, they'll, they'll, you know, while they were listening, they'll. Google it in their phone or whatever. So they, they you guys got what you need. You don't need and just, else. Just for you the just people. Just for the people and just for Ray's satisfaction. <laughs> did you smoke Uh-oh. a blunt during this interview at all? No. No, wow. I did not. I actually no, I'm I didn't want to i I'm actually taking a break. Okay, yeah, man. I'm taking all a right. break. All right, so yeah. then so then I'll hit stop record so you can get back to the real <laughs> the real but Yeah, no, I'm taking a break. It's still so, it's still something I love, man. It's still something <laughs> I love. It's it's so, I I'm one of those people, man. Hey, I think everybody should smoke, man. I me I know like I've seen too many people get knocked out and yeah. stomped out and all that stuff from being drunk and belligerent. It's like I'm hey man, you wanna smoke weed and be cool? Do you, Joey? Do you. Yes, sir. Yes, all sir. Alright, brother. I appreciate you, man. I love you as always, and uh we'll chop it up soon. All right, man. Love you, bro. Joey! Kick drums a monster, man. It's your boy Ray Cash. Recognized for the exclusive right here, man. You all are welcome. Got one thing to say. Free Gino, nigga. Chip. Break bread. Break bread. My squad. My squad. Yeah, money, nigga. We go hard. Yeah, I'm a dog. I know. 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 These hoes love my swag. It's the R-E-C-E-L-L gang Bitch, you know I clang and swing I let my nuts hang Fresh up off the block Hell yeah, you niggas here Brand new 40 Glock I'm the freshest nigga of the year Rumors they spreading Don't believe what you hear I maneuver through these losers Look out, bitch, I'm trying to steer I'm bumping face money in the power Cowl up your cake, be weighing up the Five in the morning on my 24th hour. 
to run around the trap like the rap Jack Bauer. Six in the morning and I'm still wide awake. Don't believe in getting sleep, we just believe in eating cake. And I heard that them calories are making niggas fat. In that case, my pocket's straight, we can't go pound for pound, stack the stack. Just who I be Yo, quick weave ain't fooling me Press on nails and eyebrow rings And shit like that Be cool with me Long as that ass is the fattest All my bitches be the baddest I stay on that pimpin' status That's why all they bitches had us And the cushions what I blow Every time I hit the road I be on a mission to get money If they get some hoe I'm a beast, I'm a dog And so is my lawyer too He gets me out of any pickle That I get myself into Ray, kids and stay Dizzy off that purple lean And I stay with an eight Who say she Gonna start the team, keep the tank array and that velvet gear up on the scene. Hit my black bag, nigga. If you talking about that great, I'm that go to guy for anything. I get it by any means. Plenty Glocks, plenty beans. St. Clair guillotine. All my hoes got plenty green. Credit score pretty mean. I tell them hoes anything. Anything. Sent the bag with the ring, now all you gotta do is wipe for it. 